Shalwa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other, other shit. shit. How are you, darling? <laughs> I'm good. They started early on your end with the, uh, the noise, huh? Yeah, so I actually have my window just open a crack because it's um what is it? It is it's forty five degrees today, and you, the heat is on really really strong. And my bed, I'm sitting right next to the radiator on my side of the bed, so it's on really strong. So I just need to crack the window open. And yes, yes. So hopefully there won't be too much noise. Well, last week there was no siren in the background. Oh uh, yeah, fire out of me. And then this week they were like, "Let's start early since mm-hmm. we gave this bitch a break last week." Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what's going. On. I, I swear, I think the the what is it? The ambulances and the the fire trucks are just putting on a show. It's like, why y'all got to be so loud? Just if they have <laughs> like, yeah, we are not going anywhere. And there's a fire, a couple of firehouses close to us. And I swear, they are so loud and so, re- I mean, we're on a major street too, but it's just, I'm pretty sure they're trying to get by everyone, but it is so loud and so ridiculous. And it's just like, they're honking the horn at the same time the siren's going on. And there's this new thing that the fire truck does. <laughs> it sounds a little bit different than it did when I was little. I'm like, they got a new melody or something. Who wrote that for this? <laughs> I guess so- people weren't moving fast enough. They needed one that just had a little more punch, a little more impact. Yeah, it is very extra, very extra. <laughs> How's your day going today? How's your week been? So, um, you know, we started the work week already well in, and it's it's almost, a, it's such a double-edged sword because you're like, yay, the week is going to breeze by. But then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we start on a Tuesday. I'm going to have so much work. <laughs> yeah. Pack it to four days. Mm-hmm. So feeling a little bit of that. Like I make to-do lists every single day. Yeah. And I'm like, when my to-do list starts with like 20 items on it. Oh, wow. And that's like me making it the night before. <laughs> like the day hasn't even gotten here yet. Wow. And I need to get these 20 things done. And I know that things are going to just pile up on the list as the day goes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be rough. And then especially oh. when I look at my schedule, I'm like, and I have seven meetings. So yeah. at what point am I actually supposed to get this stuff done? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the meeting culture in this country is just, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> it is. It is. And this is like, this is at any job where you work on the corporate level, I've found. Yeah. Um, when, I work, when I worked like customer service, we didn't have this. <laughs> it was like, nah, you got people to tend to get to it. Um, and you have meetings, but it needs to be like super high level stuff that you need to have a meeting about. Mm-hmm. But um, on the corporate level, and it's like no place I've been to has been exempt. Everybody just has meeting after meeting after meeting. I'm like, you would think my job was to just have meetings. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd be is. killing. I'd be killing it. <laughs> You'd be killing it. You'd be like, <laughs> yes. No, it is It is interesting because, I mean, lately we've been having a lot of meetings as well. But it's just so, like you said, it's so much going on. And um, I haven't been as, today was just a shit show. I was all over the place. And then I realized I didn't get anything done. So mm-hmm. for the rest of the week, I think I was just really had a hard time struggling. I realized with the in the pandemic, I've had a hard time, a difficult time concentrating on things. And it's only gotten worse, like just sitting down for an allotted amount of time and finishing the task from front to back. That's been really difficult for me. So I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. I haven't had a 
hard time with that is just the fact that you have to have a meeting about every little fucking thing. So, <laughs> whereas, no, seriously, it's like if you were in the office, you could literally just like stand up and peek over your computer and be like, hey, blah, 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 and touch base about something in three minutes. Mm -hmm. And now it's like now we have to have a whole meeting because I have to tell six people and I need to make sure everybody's on the same page and I need yeah. like to get people's reaction so i understand that they understand so they don't fuck this up and i'm like <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah it, it, it's Lord. funny how work culture i mean it's changed for the majority of people so there are different things that we're gonna have to like that are gonna bug us now that we're all virtual you know what i'm saying like working from home and then you know like you said those meetings and you used to grab your coworker. i mean i worked in a room with majority of my coworkers, I could turn around, hey girl, what's going on with this? You know? <laughs> right. Now it's like a, and we and the funny thing is my job now has Slack. So that's we're able to do that. But there are a lot of meetings where, you know, then you have etiquette where if you know the person who comes on, you have you're wondering, should I turn my camera on? Should I not turn my camera on? And I generally now just turn my camera on. You know, that I'll see if I'm the first person in the room, just turn it on and see what everyone else does because that's also a thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, if it's a Slack call, I'm okay if you don't turn on your camera. I'm like, I don't care, because um, we'll we'll do that too. Because sometimes too, somebody's slacking, and you're like, girl, you just slapped me nine times back to back. Just call me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Slack, call me. Just call me through Slack, because uh -huh. like, like you didn't touched on eight different topics in three minutes, and it's a lot. I was yeah. also in the middle of something. Yeah, so it's a lot. Yeah, we we use Slack as well. Um, yeah, Slack is like everybody's, you know, bread and butter. But I do like Slack um, because you can hop on a Slack call. And if you have your video on, you can actually, like, open up other tabs and, and you know, be looking at something else and not uh -huh. lose the camera or not lose them. Like, they'll pop up in the corner versus, like, Google where it's, like, you have to share your screen if you want to, like, show them. So, I mean, you have to share your screen, screen on Slack, too, if you want to show them something. But... It just, it's a little easier. Um, oh. But anyway, not the Slack nor Google paid us for this. So, yeah, so moving we... on. <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't none of y'all. Yeah. Money in this pocket. So, uh, with that said, I am mm -hmm. drinking wine tonight. Um, I'm drinking water. It Love you, buddy. <laughs> time of week. I see. Um, I see. <laughs> and we are well into our food. Uh, delivery service and yeah. very much still enjoying it. Oh, that's so, good. Update there. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, we one day we were like going to bed and I was like, dude, we haven't thought about dinner in a couple weeks. He's like, I was thinking that. I'm like, oh yeah, my gosh. We, that is amazing. We, we, we had two major fights about dinner. Uh -huh. like, and it was just like, we're fighting about dinner. Yeah. This is ridiculous. But it just started to become such a point of contention. Ain't it crazy? Like, this is what COVID has done to us. What? <laughs> because we're both just so busy. It's like, I, you know, I, I don't have an, um, and this is, I, I recognize that I need to work on this, but um, I'll say I have a hard stop for work, but it's very hard even when if I say, okay, I'm going to hard stop at this time, when mm -hmm. something pops up and I'm like, oh, if I just do it now, it's really going to save me so much time tomorrow. Because I'm thinking about if I can do it now where there's no meetings, no interruptions, I can do this thing in 20 or 30 minutes yeah. versus if I leave it for tomorrow, it's going to set me back two hours. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So I'll do that. And then it's just like, well, I'm busy and I don't have time to cook dinner. 
entertain yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's but, smart. I think that's smart. But you still like it's still you still it's a struggle. I think for a lot of people to find that work life balance when you have your yeah, work. Yeah, you turn it off. Yeah, they're merged now. They live intertwined with it. You know, they exist together now, and that's yeah. Difficult. And you know, I used to work from home. Remember when I was a freelance writer? And yeah. I used to always say, you know, it's 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 blessing and a curse because you know. You live right at your office, so you wake mm-hmm. up and you're already at work, but at the same time, you live at your office. Yeah. So you literally at any time could be time to work. And if you don't give it like hard ins and hard outs, then, and I'm talking like not the type of hard ins and hard outs that um, you're used to, Stanley, but you know, <laughs> making sure okay. that when. Okay. <laughs> but she's here all week. Yes, y'all. yes. I think, do you think, I feel as though it will be easy. I mean, I think I'm pretty good with it. I have to say I'm pretty good with like stopping and, you know, whatever. I may jump on later on and do something, but for the most part, I'm pretty good with stopping. But I wonder if it will be easier for a lot of, like you or a lot of other people who, who you know, are working to, you know, get those things finished. If you have a designated like room, say you had a room like in a home, a bigger home and it was a room. Oh, this is your office. From your mouth to God's ears. Yes, because I feel like that would be easier because as soon as that six o'clock or five o'clock, whatever, that the that clock strikes that time, then you know, okay, listen, I'm putting myself up, I'm closing my door. This is the only this the room I only enter this room from nine to whenever. You know what I'm saying? I wonder then it would be easier to sort of disconnect. Because you're, then everything else outside of that room is your home. That room is your office. I wonder I, if that will I, make it easy. I want it so bad. That was actually our um, one of the our catalysts for wanting to move. Uh-huh. It, it's A, me wanting to have space because I don't want to wait until, you know, we want to grow our family and we're expecting a child. I'm like, I don't want to be pregnant and looking for a new place or pregnant yeah. I'd rather just be able to grow into where we're living if we already like it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the second thing was I was like, let's just get a three-bedroom now. Because yeah. then that way um, I'll have an office. We can have a, a room for the kid and um, or two. Mm-hmm. And then I could also have an office because, yeah, I'm like, look, you know, I have like a dresser that's just filled with beauty products. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you had to buy one, yes. Yeah. That can go in that dresser is literally a whole dresser with five drawers, six drawers that are just filled with beauty products. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the kind of thing that could go into the office, um, you know. And then, yeah, when I get packages filled with beauty products, it's like just take them straight into the office. So, even if they come in on a day and I don't open them for a day, they're not just sitting on the dining room table. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And some of these packages are huge. Like shout out to the beauty brands. Y'all be going so hard with this packaging. I mean, <laughs> it is nuts. Shout out to Halsey. She just dropped her uh, makeup line about face and the stuff is so cute. It is um, cute. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward to using it. I was going to do the black lipstick, the matte mm-hmm. lip. For Valentine's Day, but then I ended up wearing like a platinum blonde wig, and I was like, it is, "It's going to be a little too sharp." And yeah. um, with that vampy lip, you know, you mm-hmm. want to go with the hair. I, for me, I want to go with the hair darker. So um, maybe even like a, a a red hair, which I have a girl. <laughs> you um, have a girl. You have someone. Yeah. You have someone. Yeah. But yeah, so like that, you know, the first package was like huge, and it was a Valentine's Day package, and it's like, yeah, that could go in the office. I actually scoped out a desk. I might have dropped it into my like um my Amazon um ah. <laughs> products and 
it matches some other things that I have. So I was uh-huh. like, if we can just get an office, I can get yeah. that. it'll make it'll make your life it sounds like it'll make your life so much easier like just to have that designated space and then when you're in your like when you're in your kitchen when you're in your living room when you're in your other room then none of that shit like you said is there you're not walking around your kitchen you're seeing boxes that are reminding you of work it's not complete you can never really escape it because it's all it's there all the time right on my computer yeah like it's just like lives in my lap Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. there's times when I have both of my computers open and like I'm just going back and forth from yeah. one to the other, and I'm just like, because I'm like, ooh, I need to make this doctor's appointment, but I also need to finish building this story in the CMS, like, <laughs> and I, I literally, or I'm like, oh, let me order food. So it's like middle of the work day, and I need to order Seamless. So yeah. then I'll order the Seamless on my personal computer because my password and everything's just stored, and mm-hmm. all my stuff is in there. So then, yeah, I literally have both of my computers open. It's like um, with uh, Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, the joke that the preview when he's like, he he closes the computer, he's like, woo, done for the work week is Friday. And he just shifts his, he just literally just shifts the direction he's facing and reopens the computer. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. Like, this is what I'm doing for the weekend. Yeah, that's what our lives have become. It's sad. Hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, even still, we found some time to entertain ourselves. Yes, yes. You had the Valentine's Day. We both watched the movie, that which came out, Malcolm and Marie, which came yeah. out a couple like of February weeks. Like February 5th, or I think it dropped. On yes, a couple of weeks. And you we watched, watched I, it the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, you watched it the weekend. And I wanted to watch it because I, I have read that Netflix, that's the way that they, I mean, this is a one-time thing, Malcolm Memory. But, you know, it'll be good for them to have more content. I mean, they pretty much have a lot of content for people of color. But um, when you watch it within that first, like, week or so, that's when they kind of collect all of their ratings data. So, you know, the Netflix, they do that, you know, number one in the U.S. and other different countries from, like, one to ten, the top ten. So that's when they really, really push that. So if your show or your movie is, you know, in that top ten for quite a long time or the first couple of weeks, then it's, you know, either they're going to get a sequel or they're going to get, you know, more a series, another season or something. So that's what I realized. Oh, I, I didn't always, realize that. But yeah. I have been waiting. I feel like we have been waiting for it to come out for a while. Like, we have been. I was looking on Netflix every weekend and I was annoyed. And then, of course, the one weekend I didn't check for it, um, a friend of ours was like, oh, it's out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. of course it is, because this is the first weekend I didn't actually look. <laughs> um, but it, it came out, like, on Friday and we watched yeah. it on so. Okay. Okay. And did you? And how did you feel? What did you think? Of I it? enjoyed it. You heard me giving it the huge shout out last week. Oh, that's right. I, that's right. I think mm-hmm. it was good, and it got it got re- like just completely shredded, like ripped to shreds. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, with the critics, and to me, it felt like the critics were more. Um, they were more coming for the 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 director. Yes, yes. And anything, it seemed like they had a gripe with him that's just been going on in Hollywood. Yeah. Versus they genuinely thought the movie stunk, uh-huh. which I thought was just pretty foul and fucked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially given that it is a movie starring two black actors mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. made during COVID. Yeah, during COVID, which was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> All its limitations. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess Sam Levinson was just 
he's hated in Hollywood or something? Based well, on what I read, it seems like folks can't stand him. Well, I read a couple of reviews and I it seemed, the reviews that I uh, read, I read like th four or something like that reviews, just skimmed um, some of them. And they had an issue, I think one of the big things with, that there was a, uh, something in the film that correlated with his real life. I think the critic, the female yes. critic, and that the critic, correlated and with his real- especially the white critic. Yeah. Times that and apparently, yes. And I think that something very similar happened to his real life where someone, this critic, you know, criticized his film and, you know, not a positive way. And he had an issue with that. And um, it's, you know, he put that kind of, took a part of that and put it into his film. And I mm -hmm. also read that, like I said, I the performances got a lot of like Zendaya, uh, Zendaya, uh, um, and John David, um, John David Washington. Washington. I could think I was thinking of his name, but then I got confused um, because you know he his has, name is John David. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes, John David. <laughs> he um, he they both got really good reviews for their acting, and then right. for some people had issues with like the writing. How you know they just had so many things to say. They were like they were talking like I mean it's a movie. It was they like talking monologue a lot. After yeah, monologue. monologue yeah. They were speaking in monologues. I had that same criticism while I was watching it. You yeah. know, you know when I'm watching films like movies of pretty much anything, I can't shut the fuck up for nothing. Like, <laughs> if you don't want to, if you don't want somebody talking through the shit, don't watch it with me. And I don't just talk over the shit. I'll pause no. it and I'll make an observation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I, we watch lots of things together. And if it's a pause, and we both sometimes talk over things, we both do that. But yeah, in general, there's never been an issue. If you pause it, we gonna chat about it. What's going on? So. <laughs> I'll pause it. I'll pause it so we can discuss. Yes, there yes. were a lot of monologues. I yes. will agree. And I do think that there was a little bit of that um, unrealistic, not colloquial language being used. Yes, really yes. I think at one point she used the word didactic, and I was like, no one uses that in yes. There was another, like, $5 word that she used that annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh, there's no way she would have said that. Just like, yeah. just no one would have said that. And... Mm -hmm. Not to say that because she was young or a former addict that she would be uneducated, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we don't know when, the funny, yeah, now that you say that, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like she grew up very poor or without any sort of resources because she right. didn't have it. Yeah, so, and, but then I think she, I don't know if she went to school. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what her complete backstory was, but mm -hmm. I did, yeah, I agree with you. I did think some of the language was long. But I, but some of the monologues, like I thought John David did a great job. I think they both did. I think he seemed like he got more lines than she did. It seemed like she got all of the good lines. I have to say, I think like he got a lot of the longer monologues and she got most of the good stuff. I think she I don't, got I most of the good lines. I think that that was on purpose. I don't yeah. think that was by accident. I think that yeah. was kind of exactly who they who they were who their characters yeah. were where it yeah. was like he's so used to taking up all the space in the room mm -hmm. that he feels the need to always be talking or always be listened to or yeah. heard whereas yeah. she'll spare her words but she's very um um intentional that mm -hmm. when she does actually decide she's going to say something she needs to make it worth her while because she knows that that might be the only word she get in yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I felt like that was that was pretty um, intentional. Did you think their relationship was real? Well, because I mean, we talk about like a lot of people were debating. You know, we even we sort of you know talked about it briefly, like dysfunctional relationships and codependency, and 
and all of it like it was codependent as fuck. But <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I would say it was toxic. I think yeah. it was definitely borderline toxic because um, they didn't know how to fight. Mostly him. She, yeah. she to me, she fought like someone who had been through therapy a lot in her life. Mm -hmm. You know, when people know how to how to tell how to deliver a criticism yeah. to you without being nasty. Yes. She seemed like she had that that skill. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, no. He would yeah. tear her down. And, and he said it at one point when he was like, come on, the gloves were off. We were fighting. And you know, I tend to feel that way, but to an extent. Like, yeah. I do feel like when you're in a fight, the gloves are off to some degree. And there are certain things that you will say to each other. And once you're past the point of fighting, you don't take that shit personally because we was in a fight. Yeah. However, there are certain things that you just don't say. Yeah, there are lines you can't cross. It's just, yeah, it's it's crossing the line. Like when he made the comment about, you know, I wish you had a life of your own because I'm worried that you would hang, you know, so much of your everything on me mm -hmm. that when I do something as small as forget to thank you in a speech that I'm gonna come home, you will have cut yourself with a yeah. Uh, with was, I was like, that was true. That was true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I knew he was pointing to, he was either pointing to an example of something she had done. Yes, exactly. You no, know, he, was, he was taking something from her past and throwing it in her face, or just using the fact that she was addict as, as an, uh, a former addict as addict behavior and still yeah. throwing it in her face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's nasty. Yeah, that was like, nasty. Yeah. That was over the line. You don't do that. And, and you're right, that was the first, because I remember certain parts of the movie. And I mean, they had been going back and forth a little bit before, but that was his blow. He struck with that nasty blow first, because I think they were in the kitchen. And when he said that, and then she was like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And then she left. No, he, she, she had moved rooms. She had gone into the room, I think. And then he. No, no, he said it. If I remember, sorry, I interrupted. But I know, I feel like he said it when they were standing in the kitchen. And then that's when they went back and forth. Fuck you, fuck you. And then he, she went into the room and he followed her into the room and then they continued the conversation there. <laughs> and, and that's even before the whole bathtub scene. I mean, because she went back at him, but her going back at him, I felt like what still wasn't as harsh. It still wasn't as harsh as what he had said to her because she said, I regret, I, I regret sharing those things with you because you make me regret sharing those things with you. The fact that mm -hmm. you threw it back up in my face. And then she called him like mediocre and how he like stole her, st her story. Mm -hmm. Stole her story. And then he came and, you know, the girl reminded the girl was based off of her. And then he came when she was in the bathtub and then ripped her ass to shreds. And I was like, ooh, girl. I was like, leave now. I was like, I know. I think that was the point. Everybody was like, girl, get out of there. Yeah. Like, this ain't good. Like, whatever love y'all had, it ain't worth it. Mm -mm. Like, mm -mm. yeah. Um, or or let can we talk about the fact oh, top of the, the show, guys. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we're gonna oh, be talking yeah. about the So if you didn't see it, sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> probably should start it with that. My bad. Uh, can we talk about the mac and cheese and the you gonna abuse me while you eat a bunch of mac and cheese? So number one, if there's any black people out there that eat easy mac like that, like it's a meal, please just write into the show. Write into us at Black Hipster. Black hipster podcast at gmail.com. I would just like to know. I feel like yeah, perhaps. 
at a 1 a.m., 2 a.m. late night creep, you might do that. But you'd also have to own that, like, Easy Mac type of shit. You'd have to have that in your house in order to be eating that like mm-hmm. a meal. And I just don't know too many black people who do that. Yeah. That's number one. Uh, it would have been like ramen or something, you know? Like everybody ramen at some point. I have to say, just to interrupt you, my family, growing up, my cousins, they had Easy Mac. And then they would, but they would also make baked mac and cheese, baked macaroni and cheese, but also occasionally they had eat, they had um, from the box. I remember growing up and they were the only people I knew who did that, but they would have it. They, but but I, would they eat it like a whole meal or would they make uh, it on the side or something like black people I, do? I, yeah, I only remember them making it on the side, but I'm pretty sure they're young, the, my cousins, the parents would make it on the side when we had dinner. I only had it when we had dinner. Right. I don't remember ever having it as a snack, but I've definitely experienced that with people, but people who did that were probably like my age or younger. We were in our twenties or something. And then they just made a box. Yeah. Cause they made a box of, you know, <laughs> mac and cheese. I've never had that. So, but I guess they were in their twenties. They were in their twenties. No, he she was, was definitely in his thirties. Yeah. And she was yeah. 25. But I, I guess it was just, it was a late night tip. So I'm trying yeah. to forgive them for that. That it was like a, <laughs> Okay, it's super late at night. You're not gonna make a whole meal, but you starving. This easy man gonna taste amazing. Yeah, that's true. Like real that's talk, true. I put truffle oil in my ramen. Oh, and is that it. what what flavor ramen? It don't like, matter because <laughs> like truffle oil has a very distinct um, taste. Oh, now I only I always only get the chicken ramen. Like I don't. Mm-mm. I don't yeah, know. I do know that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So yeah, you, yeah, and, I, and you know, it ain't like real. Now, I don't even know what that powder is really made of. MSG, I suppose. But yeah, salt, I, yeah. I put a, yeah, I put a little truffle oil in there. Oh. And sometimes I drop a little egg, you know. I'll scramble so a little egg, throw it in there with some truffle oil. That sounds delicious. Oh, and I'm... I put frozen veggies in it and mix it in there. Oh, okay. That's smart. That's smart. You got to yeah. doctor it up a little bit. You got to doctor it up. Come on yes. now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Would I do that at 2 a.m.? Maybe just the truffle oil. Cause yeah, because that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But well, no. Um, I guess I could forgive the Easy Mac then. It was like 1 a.m. Yeah. Um, he tore that then, mac and cheese up, though. He tore that mac and cheese. Then he was eating like a savage. He while was. He verbally abused her. And may I just say that, like, the fact that, and this is why I was saying that she had the behavior of someone who had been through a lot of counseling mm-hmm. because she was able to identify that he was verbally abusing her in yeah. that moment mm-hmm. that she pointed it out. And the, that he felt the need to make the distinction when she was like, you're going to sit here and eat a bowl of mac and cheese that I cooked you while you abuse me. And he's like, abuse you. Like, he had to stop to correct her. And she's yeah. like, verbally abuse me. He's like, make the distinction. <laughs> Yeah. When I tell you, I'm just like, maybe something's wrong with me. I would have tried to smash the bowl in his face <laughs> at that point. Like I, just, I, I feel like, like, like rage would have overcome yeah. me, and I would have tried to physically abuse him with yeah. that bowl of Easy Mac that I cooked him. Or I'd have took the remate if there was anything left in the pot, and I'd have turned it on the stove and I'd have threw it at him. I. I... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it, you would have done that before. Yeah, because that part bothered me. But yeah, I guess I thought it was more so funny. I was into the movie at that point and just into their whole dynamic. I was like, they're doing such a good job. She was really doing a really good job. And being angry, he was doing a good job just eating that mac and cheese. I just liked their dynamic. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked their dynamic. I thought they did a a, a great job. But I, I it also made me think when I was watching that, 
because I know movies are movies and they take, and they also, we're not going to talk about this as much, but I think that he also talked a lot about like, like critics and and perception of a movie and what makes a movie and she was talking about authenticity and all that whole conversation was also interesting but it made me think of do people fight like this you know like in a relationship I know that they must be but I was just like how could you say it and maybe I think the bathtub scene which I'm sorry I keep going back to that bathtub scene when he said that shit to her and because also he broke her down. And they, I also thought it was interesting. I'm going all over the place. I thought it was interesting that they both, you know, on, te- on movies and television, where they can see each other so well. And it's just like, did y'all both go to therapy? Like, how can you, he's just like, you don't love yourself. <laughs> and this is why you depended on me. And you don't, you don't love yourself to just accept that someone loves you. And it's like, where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? And then she came back out here with stuff. And it's like, how you get to just the root of someone's insecurity and someone's pain so easily. But I guess, that's a, that's what he's saying is a part of loving someone. You see parts of them that no one else sees, very, especially in an intimate setting like that when you're lovers. I think you see someone in a way that no one else gets to see them. Do you think? To be honest with you, oddly enough, and maybe this is a terrible thing, I feel right. like a lot of men, and I only know this from a Black man perspective, I'm not saying only Black men, but just from friends and people that I know, um, or even relationships that I've been in, that black men will say shit like that to black women all the time. What you mean? Say things like what? Tell you things like, oh, you insecure because, you know, you've got daddy issues or you or you don't know how to love yourself. And that's why you're mistaken how I'm treating you for this and that. Like, I feel like men say uh-huh. shit like that to all the time. It's just not always true. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's it's being used as a weapon. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's part of the trying to break you down. It's not part of trying to show you. It's it's sort of like let me break you down and I'm gonna build you back up. But th- that's the part that I think that where you have to draw the line and say you do not get the privilege. You don't get to be the person that breaks my heart and breaks me down, and then also have the privilege of being the person that builds me back up. Because mm-hmm. number one, I don't need you to do that. And number yeah. two, that's exactly how you get the game twisted. And that's how I think they ended up in that fucked up codependent relationship that yeah. they were in. Yeah. Because she met him so young. Yeah. Like she said, that like at that at that young of an age, she can't identify that this is actually not as glamorous as she thinks. You mm-hmm. think this is love, you think this is this man going out of his way to make sure you're good and make sure you're whole because he loves you so much. But as it turns out, I mean, she, for her, it was him wanting to take her story and tell her story. And I think that was a part of it. But I think he was also so needy. He was needy as fuck Mm -hmm. that it felt so comfortable for him too to be in a relationship where the woman would almost always need him to some extent or at the least feel... um, like she owed him. Yeah. So, you know, for, for, for bringing her out of, you know, this nasty, fucked up life and helping her get sober and that sort of thing. And him just not bargaining on the fact that at 25, even as young as 25, that she would actually recognize what it was and mm-hmm. realize that their relationship is not healthy. And that even when he is trying to, quote unquote, help her, He's always still on the on the the other hand doing something to hurt her or break yeah. her down. Yeah, and that's yeah. I, I wonder. That's interesting because it seemed like when he when she, he was telling her that all those um the the girl 
the main character was an amalgamation of all these other women that he would date. He had dated. And I read a review and they were just like, he's a taker. You know, he had taken different yeah. parts of all of these women yeah. from all of these women and put mm-hmm. it into this film. And I don't know, there was just so many different dynamics about how he even, when she said to him, she's like, do you think that part at the end when the person attacked him, could it have, the person attacked the girl, the, the, the boyfriend attacked the girlfriend, would that have been different if you were a woman? If it had a sort of, a, a woman's touch on it. A woman's well, and she wouldn't have her shirt off. Yeah, he's, yeah she's like, she had a shirt off. Sexualizing herself. Almost yeah. making it, almost with this, it was a male gaze, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like, well, it's kind of that male gaze that almost says, well, you can understand how maybe he would have thought it was okay. Or how maybe he was, you know, thrown into this sort of frame of mind because her shirt was off of that sort of thing. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah... Absolutely, it would have been different if it had been a woman director. But also, too, he was full of shit. It was her story, and he did tell her story. Yeah, he did. Regardless of if he made small parts of her uh, or small parts of the main character, um, little pieces from all these different women that he was with, it was still her story. Yeah, yeah. No one else had lived that experience that she yeah, had exactly. that he mm-hmm. knew. He took that experience from her. And to not understand and recognize what that is, to take someone's story and tell it for them, or not leave them enough of their story for them to be able to tell themselves. And not only did you, you you overlook the fact that you could have allowed her to be a part of that by just acting in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of instead of hiring another actor, you also acted as if you didn't understand why that would be an issue and she's a black woman. Yeah. Like, 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 I can't impress upon someone enough. Like, how often black women's stories are taken from us and told through the gaze of uh, of anybody but us. Mm-hmm. White men, white women, like stories like The Help, for example. If yeah. The Help is supposed to be about the black fucking help that the story was about, then don't tell it from a white female gaze. Yeah, yeah. I'm not here for it. And that shit happens to black women. All the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We get well, erased from our stories all the time. Um, and then the irony is that we're so erased and overlooked and ignored that when we say, yo, we're being overlooked and ignored, we're being overlooked and ignored in that moment. So no one listens to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, yeah, it, it was a, I, it was an interesting film. I, I, like I said, I love their performances. Her line at the the last the last bit her her monologue where she where she said I wish you would have thanked me because they just came back down again to what even she's like you're a narcissist you know it kept coming up you're a narcissist and then she's like I wish you would have thanked me you would have thanked me for you know all the 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 drafts that I've read all of the you know the late nights all of this she was and I love when she said you just she's like I wish you would have just thanked me for all the things I didn't want to do, I didn't want to think about. And I was like, that is very well, true. No, that, that is he didn't want to think about. That he didn't so want to think about, did. exactly. Yeah, Doing that she did. Laundry, making sure the house was clean, all the stuff that yeah. men can very well take for granted yeah. when, it, when it's just done. As if like some magical fairy, like Cinderella's fucking mice, mm-hmm. came in and, and folded your clothes. Yeah. Uh, Ironed your clothes, or made sure the house was 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 clean, or made sure that Easy Mac was stocked in here. Because when you're riding for nine hours straight and you don't stop to eat, and then you're hungry and in a rage, oh, magically you got food. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. 
all those things. And and she's right. Like, that's exactly, that was what the whole thing came back to, right? Yeah. This, uh, this idea of, like, you just forgot to thank her. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why would you forget to thank her? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Doesn't the make whole any freaking sense. movie was about her. She's like, she should be the most important woman in your life. Yeah. You spend every day with her. How do you forget to acknowledge the one person that is a constant to the point that you made this film about them. That's absurd that you just plain forgot. So there's something fundamentally wrong here when mm-hmm. you just forget. On top of that, like she's another thing she said was the actual actress who played her in the film, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have forgotten to thank her because she would never let you forget it. Yeah. And that was some, that's something. Um, so I told you, you know, I listen. There's this woman, Chloe. Um, she actually, had, I, so she has a YouTube channel and she rolls it over into the podcast every now and then called Keep It Feminine. And she has this one episode where she talks about making your anger expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining this to somebody one day because um, I'm like, yeah, like that is actually very valid. And that is something that women need to to know how to do and understand how to do because there are women out there who very much have mastered that. And you'll stand there while your man breaks his back <laughs> to okay. make that woman happy and go out of his way to make sure she's good over you yeah. because her anger is expensive. Yours comes cheaply. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, the- oh, you out of your damn mind. And, and I think that's an interesting situation because for him, like she has said, his work came first. And I think this this exists, oh my gosh, in so many relationships where you see the, after a while, not even just taking someone for granted, but I think you'll see the attention and the detail that your partner will put towards their job versus their relationship. And it's just like if the people, like she said, your cow, you, you kiss the feet of, you know, these producers, you know, the studio execs, you know, the actors and the actresses in your film, the crew. But she's like, when it comes to me, you don't do do the same because mm-hmm. his career is important. And I think I think that's very I think that's very common. I think you see that how someone puts so much more into their careers than they do their relationships sometimes. I think that can be very common. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The worst part of it with them though was that she was such a big part of his work. Exactly. So, yeah. like, so you put everything else about your work before me wanting to tell this story of mine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't completely separate separated from the work. Like she was very much intertwined with it and involved in it. So for him to forget to thank her, it was like, damn, that's even doubly like like it's not like my hands weren't even like my life my image wasn't even it was her story so that's even more fucked up you thanked everyone else but you i can understand a little bit <laughs> like if you know like if i go to something and josh is like i, I worked tirelessly on this case thank you everyone and then he forgot to thank me i'm like okay he forgot to thank me but i'm like motherfucker if i if i wrote that draft for you i was the one that put that you know i was trying to do some legal language but it's escaping me right now yeah but that's but, also uh, very different right because it's like you're talking one case Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many cases he's gonna do? Mm-hmm. But if you were legit, like making his workload a priority for you, for yeah. your life, and he won like some big award of like lawyer of the year or something, yeah. you know what I mean? And he forgot to thank you in his speech. You can't tell me that you wouldn't be pissed. <laughs> like you sitting there rifling through case law. 
like you you like you get off work at five or six until eight AM every night for months and months and months. Cause he has some crazy capital case or something. You were rifling through case law or like highlighting, you know, phone calls from this person to that person. Yeah. I mean, like you would, you would be like, um, did I hear (laughs) something here? Like what the fuck? (laughs) I know how I am. I think I would have, because and you know, in a situation like that, in the beginning of the movie, I was wondering, I'm like, what is going on here? You know, just thinking about it. And, you know, that it was his night, it was his big night for him. And I just knew, I was like, something, and she didn't, at first she didn't want to argue. She was like, no, let's forget about it. He's like, no, no, tell me why you mad. And so she went there. And I was thinking, when she first started, of course, it's a movie, I'm thinking, I think I wouldn't have went there. I said, you know what? This is your night. We're going to talk about this shit tomorrow. Right now, enjoy yourself. But then I can understand too on the, if that thing is that upsetting to you, it's like, I can't enjoy the night with you. I'm not going to be as present. So it's like, I can either go to bed and celebrate and you celebrate by yourself, which you don't want to do. You want me to be happy. So I got to put, that's a hard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? When you have well, to, yes, when you're... that was everything in their relationship coming to a head. In yes. Yes. And so that was a breaking point. That mm-hmm. was a, when I wake up tomorrow, do I want to be in this relationship yes. Yes. based on what happened last night? Mm-hmm. And especially too, what she said when he was like, I asked you in a moment, if it was a problem, you were like, no, I'm not mad. And she's like, I wasn't until everybody kept coming to her being like, oh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a big deal that he didn't thank you, which yeah. meant that everyone else noticed it yeah. and thought it was also odd and mm-hmm. then tried to reassure her yeah. that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yeah, exactly. So everybody else realized that this was pretty fucked up too. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Oh, no, it's not crazy. And I like too when she said it was... I don't know if that was the same line when he was asking her about something. She's like, well, I changed my mind. And I was like, yep, that and, and so that true. too. And that too. That happened. I thought about it more and I changed my mind. Also too, did you notice, I swear, we about to break this whole movie down. I feel yeah. bad if you listening and you didn't see it. Um, the part where she said the girl who played her in the film um, came up to her and was just like, "Oh, I wouldn't read too much into him not yes. thanking you." Exactly. And then, and she was like, "You know, she didn't like that, of course, as she shouldn't." Mm-hmm. And then he was so quick to be like, "Nothing ever happened between us, or I never cheated on you, or something." Oh like, yes, and she was like, "I, I didn't know. say you did. I didn't and ask. Said, yeah, something." Yeah, and then he said it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Mm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that lent itself to almost like you did something though. Mm -hmm. So you did, you didn't go over whatever that line is that you consider cheating, but something highly inappropriate clearly went down. What did you think too? You told me this, we were talking about this via text about the scene, the part when she said to him, oh gosh, when she was like, I'm wondering. She was like, basically, you don't see me. She was like, not that you don't see me, but you're the best that you're ever going to be. She's like, when I'm with you, I'm wondering, you know, was the girl before him? Did she treat him better? Was she a better girlfriend? Did she cook for him? Did she clean for him? And she thought that was, that sort of pushed her to be a better girlfriend for him. And at first when I heard it, I was thinking, is that not insecurity? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you thinking about what the next girl or some past girl has done for him? You know what I'm saying? But but I guess what you were saying is in the context of their whole relationship, him being a narcissist, he didn't think he had to be any better. 
he thought this is I'm the best that she's gonna get. I don't have to grow. I'm perfect the way that I can. Where mm-hmm. she saw that, okay, there's room for me to grow, which means that I'll be better for myself, but also for him. But what, do you think that's what it was? I think it was how they each saw themselves in the relationship that they were in. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you ever are dating somebody and you're like, if I'm being real with myself, they might be a little better looking than me. Like, you know uh-huh. what I mean? When you're like, ooh, like, I definitely, I'll kick my coverage on this one. Like, damn, he's falling <laughs> hell. Like, you know, like, I know I'm good looking like shit. I, I ain't no slack. Like, uh-huh. I'm pretty, but... Ooh, like I see how these girls be looking at him when we go out. Like, <laughs> that real one. And that might make you think about those kinds of things because there is you feel like there's this access to other. And so if you feel that way or that you're that person in a relationship, you might be thinking about that or keeping that somewhere in, in the back of your mind of like, okay, well, if I'm not gonna be the best looking person in this relationship, you know what I mean? Like my looks or presentation, or whatever, isn't going to be be the thing that's the draw. Like I need to be good in other ways. So you know, I I never want to feel like some other girl. You know, she she gives head better than me, or you know, she she look back at it better than I do. Or, <laughs> she, you know, or you know, when we're arguing about, he's just like, damn, you don't cook, and you're just like, damn, his other girls cook for him, yeah, and stuff like that. I think. It's not an insecurity thing, but I think it's it definitely has a lot to do with how you see yourself in the relationship. And I think she she saw herself at least coming into the relationship as the person who had less to offer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coming in. Yeah. And so she was trying, constantly trying to make herself better so she would appear to have more to offer. Whereas coming in, he felt like, damn. This girl is a whole scallywag. Like, she's pretty, and she's going to look great on my arm if I clean her up. But that's probably the extent to which it goes. So I don't need to be a great lover. I don't, like, like you know, I don't need to give good head. I don't, you know, I, I don't need to be giving. I don't need, She needs to do this, and she needs to do that, and she needs to do that. Because I'm so great, all, all these things on this side. I think I how they saw themselves in the relationship and he felt like he had an upper hand. He had so much more to offer mm-hmm. and she probably coming in felt the same way. And then that was how they based their behavior. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That that's, just, I'm, that's just my opinion. Well, I think that was a good breakdown. Yeah, I think she, yeah, because she, he also said you didn't love yourself. I think she was much more, she didn't feel as though she had as much to bring to the table as he did. And um, that, yeah, that creates a dynamic. It's hard when you're in a relationship, I think, and you have these, dy- it's hard, I think, some, it's difficult. Not, it's difficult sometimes to change the dynamic of a relationship, you know? And right. it's, it, 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 and it's, she was super young. Yeah, she was super she young. She was super impressionable mm-hmm. when she got with him. And no, she didn't love herself. She was an addict. She loved yeah. drugs. <laughs> Just think about addiction. People who have addictions love the thing that they're addicted to more than anything on the yeah. planet, including themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a constant um that's something they constantly have to work on. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's just like it's so important for them to be with someone who doesn't take that 
um, take advantage of that and take them for granted or abuse them in that way because it'll be so easy for them to end up in a toxic place and not even know it or be able to recognize it or know how to get out of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they're that young. That's true. That's scary. So I just... Whew. Girl, I'm I'm glad I'm not in a toxic relationship. I'm not necessarily toxic or co. I mean, maybe I'm codependent in some ways, but I doubt it. We ain't been together that long. Well, we've been together as almost as long as they were together. They were together like five years. Josh and I go to five years. I'm like, geez. You know what's interesting though? So apparently, people. We gotta wrap up soon, but I just, I just a few more points. People had a huge issue apparently with this age gap before Mm -hmm. the film came out when they saw, and this was based on the actual actors. And I was like, she is an adult. (laughs) Yeah, she's a grown woman. Four, so down. Um, John Taylor Washington is thirty six. Yeah, like calm down. They're adults, but um. And, she, you know, she plays an adult in the film. I think he plays a 30-something. I don't think he's 12 years older than her in the movie, uh-huh. but I think he's definitely in his 30s and she's yeah. in her 20s. But I was like, you know what would have been interesting is if he would have had her just play Rue. Like, had her play her character from Euphoria since she is on drugs. Now, uh-huh. granted, that would have, of course, like been a whole like euphoria spin and it would have had to have been tied in and there are implications there on uh-huh. the story of euphoria, right? Because it's like euphoria is still happening. So if you fast forward four years and we're like, damn, Rue was still on drugs at 20. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've given away something of, of that show that maybe you don't want to do, but, um, you know, it would have been interesting. I'm And I'm just wondering, like, would people have been less angry about the age difference if they if she would have still played that same character because then you would have understood where all the damage comes from and how she might end up with a dude that much older than her and in an abusive relationship well i would say i would say no i mean because number one i didn't the person i didn't i just i learned that the person who wrote and directed this was the same guy who does euphoria was that the same but i i didn't what I feel is though people made that judgment before they even when they immediately just saw the trailer, they knew they weren't going to be in a film. They were going to be in a film together playing lovers. That's mm-hmm. when people had an issue with it. I think it's more. That's when they just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I'm like, how many movies? Most like, the majority of the movies that release, the woman right. is usually younger than the guy. Um, there doesn't seem to be a problem with it. So why now did you pick this to have an issue with? I didn't understand that. And, and that's then also. What- super piss me off because I hate to be like this but I'm always like damn like when black people get put on somebody it's always some other and then they try to everyone tries to wrap it into something else and it's mm-hmm. just like no that shit don't have nothing to do with nothing else it's cause black people black people got put on now you wanna put a cap on something get out well, of here it seemed like I mean I only heard I'm if I'm correct if I'm remembering correctly, I felt like the only outlets that I saw that had a problem with her age were black outlets. So I didn't see that, I didn't see that there were other people that had a problem with it. And they interviewed Zendaya, I saw an interview that she did and people were, they said, well, people have a problem with this, why do you think it is? And she goes, I think it's because I've grown up. She's like, people have seen me grow up. I was on Disney. Right. She's like, I think that's probably what it is and people don't realize and they, they were like, you're a grown woman. She's like, yeah, I'm a grown woman. I'm 20. I think that's what it is. So people probably continue to put her in that mode. And it's like a shock. Which she actually pisses me off because none of y'all are speaking up and out about 
euphoria when she's a teenager doing drugs. Doing drugs, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly also that they, all these twenty-something-year-olds playing teenagers. No one's like, oh my, this is horrible. And it's like we've been doing that since the dawn of time. So I, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with it, but. Because I think euphoria is also pretty um, sexualized as well, right? Like they have sex. Yeah. Super risque. But I think it's also very real. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people are like, oh my God, this show is crazy. I'm like, but teenagers really be doing this. So if you're not teenagers, you might want to be watching this. Yeah. Ask them some questions. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy. I, I I just think I I often though I'm just like I feel like these things will come up when it and and maybe that maybe that is that it is just black people have brought it up mm-hmm. because they're black characters that still pisses me off I am still annoyed at the fact <laughs> that like that it's being brought up I, I I feel like there's something very specific surrounding these two as black characters yeah that's really like like. I think bringing that sort of ageism issue to a head, and that bothers me. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I don't I don't know what it is either because we because I think I mentioned before there's a twelve years, um, one of our biggest stars and two of our biggest Beyonce and Jay Z. They she start there's a twelve year age difference between the two of them, and mm-hmm. they've been dating for a long time, and people didn't it it didn't seem like it was that much of an issue when um they got together you know what i'm saying and it, yes this is years ago and it's different and but it's just like beyonce kind of grew up she started out when she was 16 or 17 mm-hmm. or people got to know her but people you either way you knew jay-z was a lot older than her so i don't know what specifically it is about this and i do think it has something to do with this weird thing of like she does look very young and she did grow up on television to a certain extent, so maybe that's where people, and I think people have an idea of what a grown woman looks like, you know, with this man. I think some people came for her in the sense of they felt like she's playing this role and she looks like a little girl. This is not something, because they didn't see the film. This is not a, she's trying to play a woman, she's a little kid. And I think there was judgment from that, her skills and what she could do and also how she looks. I think if she but was much more Don't try shaped, to play the thing because she acts. And I, no, I, you know, I often say, I was like, Listen, young as she is, she does grown black women anger very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does a good job. She does a good job. But I, I definitely, yeah, I wonder if it had, I think it has something to do with how she looked. I think it, it definitely was just purely, she looks young. And she made a comment in the film about how she, she's like, you love this. Oh yeah, her string being Yeah, her string being body, yeah. I, I appreciate that they added that because yes, it, it is one of those things where it's like, that's that type of skinny that you maintain until you turn like 27 and all yeah. of a sudden you'd be like, wait, what? what's happening? Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, look, I, I, I haven't been in the acting game, like not even a little bit or at all. But if anybody's looking to pair a grown looking woman with John David Washington, I'm all here for it. If you know, you just need somebody to play opposite him in any <laughs> other like <laughs> love love roles like uh rom-coms even i'll even take a dark romance okay. i'll take a, a dark and that romance. was another thing i was like they ain't come for blue valentine like this i'm just no saying. no no but it seemed like blue <laughs> valentine even is... on the level of blue, no. blue valentine was way darker yeah, it was. It was. But, but yeah, and, and then even too, we didn't talk about this, but I also maybe we can get into it on another another show. But 
the fact that this was written and directed by a white person who had right. these two black yeah, and he, two black and but and also there was lots of talk about race in the film. There was a little bit, and that was very interesting to 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 hear and to see it from that um, from his perspective. To hear those words being spoken and to know that someone who wasn't of color. I don't know if people contributed to certain parts of the film. But I mean, he wrote it, so it's just wonderful. Was that all 100% him? You know, his his words. Probably having. <laughs> that was one thing I thought of too. Is I was wondering to what extent did Zendaya and John David Washington change some things? You know, yeah. I, I feel like if if I'm Zendaya and I get a script and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. If you if there's something in it and I go, no, let's change this because realistically a woman wouldn't say that or yeah. you know what I, mean? I would very much do that. I'd be like, like even the part when she's in the bathtub and he's like, you want me to stop? And she was like, no, keep going. It was crazy because I said it at the same time that she did mm-hmm. because that is just how I be feeling. I yeah. Be like, no. Keep going. Yeah, and keep get like, that shit out. Yeah. Like, no, keep keep tearing me down. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to stop from my feelings. Like all of a sudden you give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was like I felt her because I literally said it at the same time she did. I was like because that's real. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah. it it goes without. I mean, obviously we spent a whole episode talking about it. We'd like we'd like the movie. Well, we even it. if you didn't like the movie, there was still so much going on. There was a, yeah. I think it lends itself to just a, a broad conversation. And oh my gosh. I think that whoever was a part of the movie can at least, even if they got a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, can can at least, uh, you know, breathe a sigh of relief that if nothing else, <laughs> they've accomplished, people are talking about it. And yeah. there was some complex, really complex, um, uh, things going on in there and some some subjects that you know would we be talking about this if someone had did a film on it and yeah. now we're talking about it so let's go ahead and talk about it and get it out there so you know th- it might be one of those movies that in in six years ends up becoming a classic you know mm-hmm. and then people are like yeah remember when Malcolm and Marie first came out oh it got bombed by the critics it was a disaster and then it became like a study that Exactly. You know, they're using film school about this, or they're using psychology about mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it was interesting and it sparked a very interesting conversation. It definitely made me want to talk about certain things. Yeah. Make yeah. my girls be like, watch this and understand yeah. what. I'm going to watch it again. I'm definitely going to watch it again and see, um, see how I feel about it the second time. Welcome. I'm probably not gonna watch it again, but that's because <laughs> I feel like I got it all in. I think I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. Um, all right. Okay. John David Washington taking his shirt off. That, that was nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Rewinded to that part. Yeah, because they got they had yeah, her showing body. Uh, uh, not too much body, but she came out in that that beater and those and yeah, those um, boy like shorts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's so cute. Go ahead, and girl. That was another thing that they were doing which was actually talking about exactly what was happening in the film mm-hmm. remember like how she was saying like okay would it have been different if it was a woman who had directed it like she wouldn't have had the shirt off and it's the same right Yeah. like had this been a woman who directed this would she have had that see through wife beater and uh, 
panties on. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much the whole movie. And mm. it was one point in which they had her like laying across the couch and they were clearly doing like a glamour shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and mean the movie like, yeah. Okay. And he was trying to shoot the movie very very it's in black and white very beautifully. But yeah, it was definitely like it was like what what are they doing? She just lied there while he just does his monologue and it, it it was it was very interesting because it's like he still had his clothes on while he still had his clothes on and his shoes on the whole time. Homegirl, yeah, I was like, homegirl got. I mean, yeah, she went to two two outfits. No, three. She had that robe on with that mm-hmm. thing on, and she had it all. She had original dress. So, and we don't even know what happened in the end. I wanted to do. I wanted to do. They stay together. That's why you know it was kind of ambiguous. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the that was the whole thing, right? It's just like left up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they stay together. Yeah, they do this again and again and again. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord. It's like yeah. us when we used awesome. to date, isn't it? Oh gosh. Oh god! And then you finally came out of the closet, and I was like, Lord, thank you. <laughs> I told you, I was like, that was that, what that whole fight was about for the past five years. Um, <laughs> anyway, we didn't talk about Drag Race. I thought we was gonna get into that. Oh today. yeah, but sorry guys, nothing gay for today. But well, I'm gay. That's I'm gay enough. Yes, <laughs> right. We had enough gay Stanley. So yes. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but despite us skipping all things gay, and you still liked this episode of Black Hipster, please make sure you subscribe. Mm-hmm. And listen to your podcast. We're definitely on iTunes. We are on Spotify, Podbean. So get into it and make sure you rate us. Um, top stars, top stars. Don't don't try it. Don't don't be like Malcolm. Don't be an asshole. Um, <laughs> you can you can always email us and please do if you are a black person who eats Easy Mac as a meal, not a side. At <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Sorry if there's an echo. I'm hearing a little craziness on my end, but um, also you can follow us on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can also follow me at the Shawa Evans and you can follow Standrick here. Where her name? Standrick Wiggins. I thought it was Standrick W. No, it used to oh, be Standrick W. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got confused on my heart. My bad. <laughs> that was wrong I follow you honey I like all your posts all three of them thank um, you thank you yeah. <laughs> but that is all until next week I'm gonna go finish my one I'll and probably go back and do some more work oh Ugh. gosh that's terrible I know He's full silly. circle now full circle alright y'all bye bye, bye.